you are listening to an A&R podcast. This is episode 13. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about Amazon and their big gamble on the Lord of the Rings project that they're doing. We'll talk about the Netflix movie Love and Monster. And finally, we'll talk about five months, six months in almost PlayStation 5 versus Xbox Series X. Which one is the better choice right now? Let's go. Welcome everybody to our show. We are so excited to get the show going today. We have got some fun topics to talk about as always. But before we get into the topics, I got to bring my friends from Eternia with me today <laughs> and to talk about the stuff is my buddy D. D, how you doing? Pretty good. Hope you're good too. Yes, I am great. Thank you for asking. And my friend Chris, how are you doing? I am good and you shall not pass. <laughs> <laughs> um, our friend Telford couldn't make it today, but uh, we will do our best to represent him and make the show great. So, as always, you know, we do with this uh, regular episode of ours, we talk about our, you know, what we watched and what we got kind of thing. So, we'll go around our digital table, starting with D. Uh, in a week that has gone by, D, what have you been watching, and was there anything that you picked up? Uh, I watched that movie. It was called Nobody. It was kind of like Equalizer, John Wick style. You messed with the wrong, <laughs> you messed with the wrong guy type of movie. Yes, yes. It's pretty interesting. I liked it. I like those types, so I'm very, very biased when it comes to those films. I'll probably always like them. As... I've been meaning to meaning to get into that. Yeah, give it that, a try. Uh, movie. Give it a try when you're yeah, free. I've I've been I've been uh, anticipating that movie for a while, but I had a whole bunch of things happen in the weekend, but couldn't get to it. But I will get to it this week. Uh, was that the only thing you watched, or was there aside from obviously the topic that we're going to talk about with Love and Monster? Was there anything else you watched? No. If I did, it was free edible, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A- a- anything you picked up? I got a used Havoc from the 2-pack. I never got him originally. And now that I got the House of X-Wave a while ago, I figured I should stock up on some mutants. So nice. that was pretty nice, much nice, it. Nice. Pretty much it. Nothing exciting, but I wanted to treat myself today. So I saw him used, got him. I'm content. Good, good. Uh, anything else? Unfortunately not. So Chris is going to have to tell us a little tale about what he got, and hopefully it will quench my thirst. Please take it away, Chris. <laughs> it's a big disappointment. Um, oh, but <laughs> it was a very job. late week. <laughs> uh, but for what I watched, I am a sucker for documentaries. I uh, love the documentaries that Netflix has, and one of them was... <clears throat> Murder Among Mormons, which is a very, very interesting documentary. And if you haven't watched it, watch it. Um, besides Love and Monsters, tonight I was feeling a bit nostalgia. And I ended up watching Liar Liar. You guys know I posted the video to our group chat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, for pickups, uh, I was really excited to find 
I know I talked about doing a custom figure last week, but this week I actually found the complete Metropolis. This is that 1927 uh, sci-fi movie from Fritz Lang. And uh, it's awesome because in this version, there's 25 minutes of found footage because <clears throat> the interesting thing was when the American company bought it to bring it to America, they actually changed it. Like they cut out some of the scenes and they actually changed some of the readings that you'd have to read because it's a silent film. But this is, oh. yeah, it's so cool. So this is like the full story, nothing cut out. You know, I did do some reading that the um, found footage because still there's some missing they they found most of it the 25 minutes and uh it's a bit different from the restored film i'll be able to tell but it's going to be kind of cool because it's been a while since i've seen the movie uh but i'm just glad to have it on blu-ray and there's amazing special features on there there's a commentary interview with uh paula felix deer i'm going to be watching that so That'll be next week's watch. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. Was there anything else besides that? Uh, you know what? That's the only thing I bought. Was it? No, no, because we went out toy hunting and I found that. Uh... Yes, we did. We went toy hunting. Yes. <laughs> yes. Comic uh, Metropolis Comics, amazing. Burnaby, across from Metropolis Mall. Uh, they had a opened Todd McFarlane six faces of madness jack the ripper so i definitely okay, added all, that that's all chris <laughs> <laughs> when i was buying it yeah. i swear uh elvin was like standing six feet more away from I me was, and covering far, his eyes I was as far as as possible i was nowhere near that i didn't want to even look at it <laughs> you know blood <laughs> dripping from the suitcase it's not all pretty uh, you know <laughs> yeah exactly exactly what about yourself um for me, what did I watch? Well, um, you know, besides the usual stuff that we talk about, you know, our Falcon Winter Soldier stuff, which, by the way, if you guys are not aware, we do a special episode, um, spoiler-filled review of it every um, week after the episode ends. So make sure you check those things, those special bonus episodes out on our podcast. We do do that every week. But uh, I watched, you know, Invincible, obviously. We'll talk about, uh, I know we talk about Invincible, but um, one of our members, we're not going to mention who, didn't get a chance to watch it. So we will talk about episode, the two, this week's episode and next week's episode together. D, I'm shocked at you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, fatty, yeah. bad yeah, Okay, me of all people, Miss Invincible. No, I yeah, I know, it. right? Out of all the people to miss it, it was, it's not D, folks. It's not, trust me. It's the other person in the room. Me. No, just kidding. Uh, no, no, I actually watched it too. But yeah, we'll talk about that next week. We'll double up on the episodes. And I think it's fine because um, it'll be fun to talk about two episodes in a row. There'll be some you know, story arcs there that we can talk about. But um, in terms of other things, obviously the movie that we're going to talk about, um, and I did watch my regular stuff like For All My which is an Apple Plus TV show. Um, it's a pretty cool uh, show based on you know, NASA and astronomy, and, you know, it's like an alternative reality of what-if kind of thing. 
So that was cool to, uh, you know, continue watching it, season two. It's a definite recommend if you're into space and NASA and stuff like that. So that was that. Um, I did not watch anything else besides that. I do want to check out Nobody. I definitely will check that out. Um, oh, you know what? I actually did check something else out. Uh, briefly, I, I will continue it, but I happened to get Paramount Plus, which is available in Canada now. Nice. Um, and there's a really good promotion on right now where they give you the first seven days for free and then there's a code that you can get and it'll give you 50% off for the entire year. So Paramount Plus, definitely check it out. Um, one of the original, they, they don't have a lot of content just yet, but they're adding every month. Uh, they have some old stuff like uh, uh, Family Time. They have in there. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, they have uh, Happy Days in there for the old, you know, people that wanted nostalgic stuff from the 70s and 80s, like that. They have that. Uh, they do have a lot of their that they have from NBC. So, you know, your uh, crime you know, unit shows, whatever, there's a million of them, right? NCIS this, NCIS that. They got all that. And then they have some of the originals that they're bringing in. One of them is called the um, Twilight Zone remake. So... Oh. That is from uh, Jordan Peele, from Kane Peele. I don't know if you guys know who they are. Oh but, yeah, I love them. Uh, yeah. So he actually created this. Yeah. So he created this Twilight Zone TV show, and I watched maybe the first thirty minutes of it on the first episode, and I was immediately hooked. Um, I unfortunately didn't have enough time to watch all of it, but I'm gonna definitely binge that. Oh, you didn't binge it when it came out originally? Oh, that's cool. Then. No, I did not. We no, can talk I did about not it. Binge it. When you finish, let me know yeah. what you think. Yeah, definitely would you know look into that and talk about it. But yeah, so I have Paramount Plus, which is I think it's a long ways to go. It's nowhere near what you know the big boys are like, but it, it's it's uh, some potentials there. So I mean, so we'll see. Maybe in six months from now, I'll give you guys my take on what Paramount Plus is all about. They are bringing in some new stuff like Avatar: Airbender live action is supposed to go on there. So we'll see. Um, in terms of what I picked up, I picked up a couple of things. I picked up Nova from Marvel Legends. So it was nice to get him. Um, and I picked up some Transformers, Netflix stuff, um, Deep Cover. And I don't know how to pronounce this gentleman's name. Uh, Desus, Desus, whatever. Somebody's going to be laughing at me about this. but <laughs> And instead of a character that I don't know, I, I don't know this character from uh, Transformers because he wasn't one of the main characters. He was not even the main 30 or 40 characters. He seems like a new character because I haven't heard of him. But he looked pretty cool. And, I, you know, it was a Netflix packaging. And I'm a sucker for these packaging. So I picked it up. So th that was cool. And then I um, also went to Metropolis. With, when I went with Chris, um, they had an SH Figure Arts uh, Iron Man Final Battle Edition. And I don't know. I just picked it up. I was like, oh. It was pretty uh, sweet looking. Because it is, it is, but I only picked it up for this one reason. Is I had bought last year an Iron Man after, uh, like a third-party Iron Man accessory kit where one of this is the, the the gauntlet, the Iron Man gauntlet, and it's the one, you know, Tony Stark's edition version one where he's, you know, at the final scene, and this figure is the only figure that it fits because I had thought it fit any Iron Man figure, but it turns out this is the only one that will fit, and I had up up until this figure, I had bought every single one of the SH Figure Arts Iron Man, leading up to this one, 
and I got fed up because they kept bringing out a new one every six months, and I was just like, this is ridiculous. Like, you know, I'm spending like a hundred dollars on the same figure three times over. So <laughs> here I was, just standing in front of me. I'm like, I might as well get it now because I've been waiting over a year. So I'm gonna eventually display that with the gauntlet on, and, and the cool thing is it lights up. All the all the stones actually light up. So that's cool. So yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. I'll definitely display that. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I don't think I got anything else that I could think of right now, at the top of my head. But yeah, not a bad haul. Uh, not bad. If I got anything, it'd probably be doubles, because I like to stack <laughs> up on some doubles. I think it was Star Wars stuff that I picked up. Some you know like uh, Tuscan Raider. Um, a couple of the troopers, the the death troopers. No, the death troopers. I believe it is, but um, yeah, picked up a few of those stuff. So yeah, nothing really crazy this week. I'm hoping next week will bring me some plentiful bounties. I have started working on my shelves that have been waiting for years to be worked on. So <laughs> I've slowly chipped away at that, and hopefully when I'm finished, I can do a little room tour for our Instagram or YouTube channel. Which, by the way, you guys should check out. We do have a YouTube channel. We do reviews of figures on there. And uh, last week we had Chris come on that channel for the very first time to do a really cool unboxing of the five-pack Thanos and the Children of Thanos figures for Marvel Legend. We had a lot of fun doing it, right, Chris? Oh, yeah. And I just want to mention anyone out there who's listening who also watches, please, please keep the fan mail to minimum. I can only take so much, <laughs> but uh, I really do yeah. look forward to doing more videos. So thank you for it's, having me it, on. It's funny because <laughs> I looked at our email and I don't see a single email from anybody. Maybe you have slipped in your own personal email in there, but yeah, our email's pretty bare. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we had a lot of fun doing that and we're going to do a lot more cool stuff down the road and bring in the rest of the cast, including D himself. One day will join us. Uh, when this this whole pandemic thing kind of blows over uh, and then we'll, we'll have some uh, cool videos to do but without further ado I say we get started today's topic uh, I, since we you know we all watched this movie I thought we'd start off with Love and Monster the Netflix movie that dropped um, last a few days ago and give our kind of thoughts about the show and you know, do we? You know, do you think that they might do a, another uh, version, or like another uh, extension part two of it, or not? But uh, we'll start off with D. What did you think of the the movie? The good, the bad, and ugly kind of thing. Like, what what did you think? I thought it was a fun little ride. Uh, I did like the cast. Uh, Dylan O'Brien's pretty. He's he's underrated in my opinion. The main character Joel. He's okay. done a lot of stuff. And he's just always been around, but I never really think of him until I see him. Like he's been in the Maze Runner, he voiced Bumblebee. In my was opinion, he the, what was, was he, he what? in the? Pr- wait, wait, I, he? What did you say? He voiced Bumblebee? Yeah, he was Bumblebee in the first scene, like the opening act. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like no one knows that. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I mean. He, he's just um, he's just there. Did he do Percy Jackson? Actually, oh. I'll have to I'll have to go look now. Now that's gonna bother me. I'm gonna search but, it. <laughs> but now, now, now his face is like materializing. Live, live here, folks. You heard it here live. We're breaking everything here. Breaking news. We last week we had ambulance chasing sirens. Today we're gonna have click. You know, people clicking away as I'm talking, installing for them. 
so that they can get this information confirmed <laughs> it, if he it's... was. He wasn't Percy, Percy Jackson. Jackson. It was, it was uh, not Percy Logan Lerman. See, we have all the stuff all together and ready to go all the time. We're <laughs> so organized. A, just the reporter on the scene. <laughs> yes. I'm here from the Olympians. So he was not, okay. <laughs> but in my opinion, before all this MCU casting, I thought he would have made a good Peter Parker. That's just me. Mess his hair up ah. a little bit, puts, put him in some glasses, but he, he'd be... He looks too... Good looking at yeah, but you mess you you be. mess up his hair. Peter was never ugly. He was always like girls always told him he cleaned up well. He was and nerdy just, though. He was nerdy though. Yeah, just mess up his hair and put some glasses on him. He's good to go. Or give him dark hair and bangs. <laughs> I don't know about that. You know how well that works. Or like a young adult Peter, because eventually Peter gets out of his awkward. If you mess if you mess up his hair and put glasses on, he looks like Clark Kent in the younger days. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> Clark Kent casting as well. Perfect. It's a twofer. It's crazy how Spider-Man and Clark Kent look really similar. Yeah. <laughs> what? They're different? Wait, they're the yeah. same? What? So, okay, yeah. So what What did you think? Like, you, you know, you started watching this movie, you know, I'm sure you, you know, went into it with zero expectations probably, right? Yeah, I was just like, okay, whatever. Like, this was released a while ago and no one really talked about it. I think it was supposed to be out in February and due to, like, covid and budgeting and all this like they had to keep pushing it back and back and back so i threw it on today oh, i was a nice little cast like i like uh michael rumor like your boy yondu as yes. why he was, yeah. he was cool <laughs> he's awesome and it was a journey trek like i like underdog films too aside from one man army films i like underdog films mm-hmm. so this is basically a post-apocalyptic world where they shot a bunch of nukes and missiles at this asteroid and all the radiation rained down and affected the, was it warm-blooded or cold-blooded animals? Well, basically, it, it affected all of these insects and amphibians and random wildlife to become deadly. And unfortunately, because of that, was it 97% of the Earth's population was wiped out mm-hmm. due to the war between them? So you have yeah, all yeah, these, something, like something, something high, a ridiculously high number. So the survivors hid away in bunkers. And at the start of the film, you have a flashback of Joel and his girlfriend Amy being split up. And she's miles and miles away in one bunker, and he's in his. He's talking to her over the radio, and one day he decides he's going to go see her. Because everyone in his bunker is paired up, and he just feels like a third wheel times seven. Yeah. And I just want to point out that the girl that he wants to go see is Jessica Henwick who was also in Netflix Iron Fist. Yeah. So, and I just absolutely am in, like, sort of in love with her, in a way. <laughs> she's, she's awesome. So Calm down. Yes, continue on, Chris. Uh, D, sorry. Oh, no, no worries. <laughs> and then it is revealed he's pretty much useless. Not in a mean way, but he freezes up like he's traumatized, which is fair. I would be, too. But anytime a monster appears, he freezes up. So everyone's like, no, don't leave. Like it's it's nice they even keep him around because usually in these movies, if you're not useful, they just kill you off or send you away because you're just getting in the way. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he's there, he's made a new family, they love him, and they're begging him not to leave. But he takes it upon himself to become a man in his standards and go on this journey to meet up with his his girlfriend so i thought it was fun my favorite character in the movie was boy who was a dog yes 
he had a lot of range for someone who could <laughs> I know control the expressions he showed a lot face. of emotion if, in his, if like, the dog is your favorite per, uh, character <laughs> in the movie this does not sound like you know really a resounding uh view on this movie i like animals <laughs> what can i say no it's pretty I, cool I, i'm sure you, i'm sure you love animals but this sounds like you're not going to give it a really high mark no not not at all like i said it was a oh, fun really? fun adventure movie what would you give it out of 10 <sighs> so okay you know what maybe maybe save that okay i'll save all, it both of us done yeah save it till me and chris are finished and then you can give us we'll all talk about it like i'll talk about the pros all. like they had good action scenes the pacing I thought was pretty well. Like, you know in those movies where they're traversing or across country yeah, or city yeah. and it kind of gets boring? Like, I wasn't yeah. bored at any point. Like, he's always meeting someone or stumbling upon something. They broke yeah. it up nicely. Yeah. Um, Chris, so you got to watch this. Yes. What What was your take on this? Like, the good, the bad, and the ugly kind of thing? So I came across the trailer on Netflix and I let it play and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch this movie. I hate bugs. I hate spiders. <laughs> and so... The ghost hunter hates bugs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? Bugs? No, thank you. Ghosts? Yes, please. Um, so I did watch it and uh, I thought it was a good... I love. I liked it. Let's face it. It it's still monsters it's still creepy and um i don't know why but i laughed really hard when they were in the car and he's sketching her because <laughs> of the awful photo because <laughs> of the side profile and she's got this tiny little hand because for me as an artist it's always hard to draw hands so i could relate to that <laughs> But uh, no, in general, it, I thought the adventure was great. And in a sense that, you know, I could relate to Joel as the character because, you know, if I was feeling lonely, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm still thinking about that person that I was with and I'm going to go trek across. But I'd probably yeah. get about halfway there and I'm like, why the heck did I do this? Why? <laughs> why? And then you get there and you find out that she's not interested anymore. And I'm like, you could have saved him a trip by telling him over the radio that, you know, things are over. Um, and, and, you know, just want to touch uh, quickly mention to everybody that's listening. We always do this. I don't know why. We never tell people that we're going to spoil everything for you. Oh. So anyone who hasn't seen it. <laughs> Spoiler. I just want to tell you guys. And I mean, you know what? If you're a listener, you were listening to our episodes. You know we do this anyway, so this is not news to you guys. Just throw up some warning text. <laughs> throw up some warning text that yeah, are like we'll, Yeah, we'll do that. We'll throw up a little thing. But yeah, you know we're if we say we're gonna talk about our movie, what else do you want? What what else do could we say? Right? We we're gonna talk about everything. So yes, spoiler filled. I mean, <laughs> Chris kind of gave away half of it, but. Uh, yeah, sorry, Chris. I just wanted to throw that in there in case somebody starts sending us angry emails. Oh, no worries. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, but yeah, in general, I liked... I love the cast. You know, like Dee said, we had Michael Rooker in there. And, you know, 
I, the first Jessica, scene, yeah. I'm like, all I expected him to do is like, I'm Mary Poppins, you know, the <laughs> next word after that. But I think they casted it very well. You know, it was a great entertaining movie. You know, the visuals were good. The insects were nasty. Um, one of my favorite, favorite scenes of this movie was when he is traveling there and it's this kind of abandoned little city and he finds mavis the robot and it was that whole conversation that was such a great that was (sighs) such a great scene right and it was like it was almost like a new interaction it's like something that he needed and you know it got emotional when the mavis bot pulled up his mom's face and you know what would you say to her and it's just like oh and then the sky jellyfishes it was just a beautiful scene so it it was a well-made movie and you know if you haven't watched it go watch it it's worth a watch you know it's on netflix um the ending was great i thought it was a great ending i'll let someone else touch on that um but yeah in general very happy with it worth it creepy if you don't like um centipedes maybe fast forward that part (laughs) which by the way upset me so much and i think d could relate to this too when the dog runs under that little duck and then the centipede hits him and he's lying there and he's about to he's closing in on the dog and i'm like save the dog why are you lying there save it you know it was (laughs) yeah i I, yeah but in general i loved it i'll give my mark at the end um yeah but it yeah it's worth a watch go watch it yeah uh i when i when i heard about this a couple weeks ago i got really excited for it because i actually didn't know about it till a couple weeks ago it kind of one of those things that kind of flew under the radar for me, and then then I got a pl- uh, you know message on Netflix saying hey you should check this out in a couple of weeks, and I'm like oh this is pretty cool you know like this is something adventurous and I like that so I uh, went and went to watch it and then I'm like wait this is not a TV show this is a movie, and I'm like oh this sucks like I'm like <laughs> I was thinking this was gonna be a TV show where it's gonna have multiple episodes, I can binge it. And it's just like, ah, it's a movie. I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, I'll watch it. So I started watching it, and and I immediately fell in love with um, the whole concept of this, you know, bugs, you know, fighting and taking over the world kind of thing. It's such a different uh, look to it than having the traditional apocalypse with zombies that we're so sick and tired of. Where it's always the same thing over and over. (laughs) Well, I am. Um... You know, we're just so inundated with zombies. Like everywhere you look, TV show, movies, like there's so many zombie horror stories and all that stuff. This was such a different look to it, but it had that same feel of you know this extinct you know Earth almost like where mankind is trying to struggle to live, and there's danger at every corner, and you know civilization has come to a crawl, you know going back to the the you know old days of trying to just live with uh, within what we have. So it was really cool, and I liked that concept. Um, Acting-wise, I thought it was okay. It wasn't great. I mean, what did you expect? There were no huge actors in here. But I think they held their own, each character, whether it be the main character or the love interest or be the, some of the characters like you know, our uh, friend Rooker there, whatever his name is. Uh, I think 
he did a great job. Uh, the uh, the dog, which was fun to watch, I thought he kind of you know D you alluded to him like sort of the star of the show a little bit. Um, and then Chris, you mentioned about the robot with the interaction there, Mavis. To me, that was such a beautiful moment there, where it kind of gave him closure and gave him confidence too to mm-hmm. go to the rest the rest of his journey because he was questioning his abilities, uh, his questioning his whole thing, and you know his parents died in front of him. Right, so he was basically, you know, like lost, and you know the part of the fact where he kept freezing, you know, in the beginning of the movie, where he would not be able, he wasn't able to kill these monsters like his whole his team was able to, is because he was just lacking confidence, and wasn't sure of who he is, and this journey was, you know, even though this this whole thing started to him to find his you know love interest, to reach out to her, but it was more of like a journey of him finding him himself out who he is to develop into uh, a stronger person that's what the journey was about which i thought was really cool and you know at the end when all the stuff that happens at the end with him saving the whole group that he went there and finding out that you know the person that he loved is actually you know was in love with somebody for for years which i find really weird that she would not mention this when they're talking all the time on the radio you know, like, she's like, oh, by the way, I had a relationship for years. <laughs> I neglected to tell you this. Like, and he knew that, like, he didn't he convey to her that she's, he's going to come see her? Yeah. Some but she that. didn't and take then, him seriously. That's the thing she's admitted. Yeah, but, she's like, oh, over the phone, it's one thing. But I didn't think anyone would go across country to find me. He's like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I just found it that weird. She should not mention to him once about that. But uh, I found that the bad guys who were in there, they're pretty funny. They were pretty hilarious. Um, that was good times. And then the, the big old crab, uh, he, he just looks so delicious. I wanted to just put him over a big grill and just, you know, butter him up and have some crab for dinner. But uh, <laughs> it, it, it was fun. It was a fun, fun ride to watch on Netflix. I think it was a great way to escape for a couple of hours from whatever, how, what's going on in everyone's life. I think it's a good thing to sit down and watch it and just enjoy a couple hours i I thought it was good um i liked how the ending they kind of left it unfinished um where i think that if it does well which i think it's doing well right now i I think there's a possibility if maybe in in a year or so they could maybe do a part two i'd be open to it part two i actually kind of want to see part two see a continuation would love to see them explore this area of the mountains, maybe there's going to be some crazy, you know, they think it's safe, but maybe it might not be safe. I, I think it'd be fun to see a part two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will give you my mark right now. Then we'll hear from you guys. Uh, the number that keeps popping up in my mind out of 10 is seven. I'd give it a seven out of 10 for this movie. Uh, D, what, do you, what would you give it? I'd give it a six. I think I'm done with it. Like I couldn't, even picture what wow part you two. are done with it i look at you just <laughs> like i can't picture what a part after two all be. i said after i pour my heart out you yeah. just go and give it a six and say you're done with it one point difference wow. Wow. Dude. <laughs> but i didn't I, it's one point difference but you say you want to be done with it yeah that like like harsh. part two wouldn't part two wouldn't do anything for me like there's only That's so much dagger you can do it's a dagger in the heart there it'd be like <laughs> zombie land 2 all over again where they're just running from zombies but Twice as fast. But like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever. You know, you, 
your mark doesn't count anyways, but uh, uh, Chris. <laughs> it's the only one that counts. Chris. <laughs> Chris, so. well, let's settle this, Chris. What would you have given it? Uh, I'm actually going to give it an eight. Yes. I know it's high. Yes, I... And, you know, there's it's a, a little of... high. It's a, it's a little high, but I'll take it. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. I like those kind of movies, you know, for a Netflix original. It had a nice blend of a little bit of everything in there. There was comedy, there was action, there was romance. And yeah, it's an 8 out of 10 for me. I, I, You know what? It's funny because it's like the three of us, three different marks, three <laughs> different total outtakes on it. <laughs> it it's, uh, you know, that, but that's, you know, at least it got a passing grade. Yeah. So we can kind of, we can kind of look at that. Six is not bad out of ten for a Netflix movie that wasn't really on the radar for a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it wasn't like highly anticipated or anything, and I'm sure that Netflix didn't spend a boatload of money making it. But yeah, I mean, it's a good fun escape. So we, the three of us, kind of recommended. Well, me and Chris recommended, but D's just sour. <laughs> no, you can watch it. I guess I'm just not craving anything more for it. <laughs> All right, all right. Leave you know, them alone. If you guys like <laughs> yeah. garbage, that's your business. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh, God. Hey, oh, you did Alvin, not just you go can there. kick him okay. from the meeting, he right? He will not be joining him. us next week, folks. <laughs> <laughs> D's on right, a permanent okay, so, vacation. No, it was it was yes. charming. It was a charming, fun movie, and I, I liked it. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Okay, so yeah, we all recommend that you just kind of tune in grab some popcorn and just kind of escape for a couple hours all right okay up next uh we are going to talk about amazon and um in their amazon prime they are betting big they are going to be investing over 465 million u.s dollars in lord of the rings second age middle earth so D, you want to kind of give a, a little information background on what part of the era of this Lord of the Rings saga it, they're doing and give us your kind of opinion on do you think this money is well worth it? What are, Do you have any expectations going in? Uh, I you... have no expectations, but no expectations doesn't mean bad expectations. I think they can do whatever they want with this property and it's going to generate revenue. Just That's just how it is. And I don't think they could screw this up in any way. Uh, for anyone who likes these types of shows, like, uh, what do you call it? Like magic and myth and, and fantasy. Like, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. So this basically Middle takes age, place yeah. Armory in, and all that stuff. what is it, second, second Age era? So it's like a millennia yeah. before the events of Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. Like, the entire, the entire span of Second, second Age is... I think 340 or 3,441 years. So that's quite some time to tell the story in. And they have a lot of opportunities to tell stories in that. But the catch is it can't change the plot of any of the books or the films. So mm-hmm. this is a prequel and it has to it, it has to be canon. Like they can't change anything going going past this era. That's a lot of room to, to work with, so that's fine. I don't know if that bothers you in any way. I think most people prefer it stays canon because in every argument I ever hear about anything, it's always, that's not canon. 
I'm not talking about this because it's not canon. So <laughs> this is a good thing. They set up a limitation, and I'm glad they did that. A lot of things don't. It's really smart. Yeah. And now, what do you think, Chris? Yeah. I, I Are you think a fan, it's... Chris? Like, do you like Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit? So I'll be straight up honest with everyone listening, and please don't get mad. I've only seen the first movie. And, you know, and being someone who doesn't when, read... When you mean first movie, do you mean, do you mean in the canon of it all? Or do you mean the first movie from the Lord of the Rings trilogy? The, the canon part. The part where they can't change anything. So they can't alter what's already going to happen, right? So... No, no, no. What I'm, what I'm saying is... So they had a Lord of the Rings trilogy that they came out with. But they also came out afterwards with the hobbit uh prequels yeah so when you say the first one do you mean in the in the order that the prequel uh, the with the prequel and the trilogy that came out or do you meant in the trilogy itself the very first movie you watched uh so the very first movie of the trilogy not the hobbit okay gotcha yeah okay gotcha. Um, all right okay so the thing that i like about this is you know you read a book and you watch the movie and you think oh my god they changed so much and you know we see it in marvel movies all the time where they change and alter the timeline and you're like what's going on you know which here in the deal is that they can't do anything that's going to affect what happens in the future you know i think that's smart and it's going to give people who are huge fans you know something to really look forward to and yeah once it comes back to me i'll explain why i'm excited about this and i'm actually gonna watch it but i will pass it back to elvin what do you think about that well you know when i looked at the number of 465 million and this is not a final budget amount for the season this is just a an estimate of right now what they're expecting to be sort of just the production cost forget the advertising all the other stuff around it to me this is huge because it's by far the largest amount of money being invested on a tv show i mean to give an example game of thrones which was widely loved by a lot of people around the world and at the time it was considered the most expensive tv show they were roughly around 90 million dollars or 100 million dollars for the for one season that was their budget this is just blowing it out the water and you know there's a lot of risk involved with the new zealand government you know doing a lot of kickbacks and tax dividends whatever it, you know they're doing to help amazon get this funded there's a lot of people worried in new zealand that would this hurt their economy but there's a lot of people saying that no this is going to totally boost their economy with you know tourism and all that and you know you know i was talking to you guys before we got on to this podcast uh when i went to new zealand the lord of the rings shire I actually visited the shire and it was amazing and that you know that movie came out more than 20 years ago and people Ugh. were still flooded people were still when i went there there were tr like buses lined up to go see this place mm -hmm. and this is 20 years ago this thing uh, was filmed so what That's is what it going to do with this yeah if this is becomes a success 
and it all looks like it's gonna be because the amount of money they're spending they're they're leaving no you know rock unturned they're they're picking the best of the best in terms of scenery you know digital rendering and all that stuff they're doing all the stuff they need to do to make this look amazing it's gonna generate another 20 years for sure if the story is well written and everything of tourism in New Zealand it's gonna be huge for them it's gonna breathe life into that whole Shire and Lord of the Rings stuff and who knows what other places that they've already picked out as the next tourist site you know, there might be another spot that they're going to have where tourism will flock there. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be excited because I'd like to go and see it again. I'll go visit New Zealand again. I love that country. Um, but so it's it's crazy because of the amount of money they're spending on this thing. And, you know, it shows that we've come so far in the streaming world where your TV shows that were on your, on your you know, TVs at home now where we didn't have that much money invested. Uh, this is Hollywood movie level, if not more, for a TV show. So, you know, with that being said, though, like, what do you, what do you what do you guys think that this is gonna set a precedent for future shows to go big? What what do you guys think? Um, I don't think so. I think no, it raised the bar, but I don't think every studio is gonna be okay. Because the total total, they're pre- predicting five seasons. Total, they think this is gonna be over a billion dollars <laughs> like that's an insanely high bar to yeah no what, what, what i'm saying is not it's i don't expect every show to have that of a budget what i'm saying is this sort of sets a precedent to say that hey you can spend this much and be successful because obviously Depends. the success is gonna like i mean we will, we'll know after a year yeah or two of this show how successful it is but if it is successful does this you know, sort of wake up a lot of studios say, hey, we should definitely put more money to TV shows because the revenue is there, right? Because right depends now, on the product. People... Depends on yeah, like the obviously it depends on the product. But I'm saying this might open up for Star Wars to do way more. Disney might say, hey, you know, Lord of the Rings can pull this much earnings. We should blow the doors off and do some Star Wars TV shows with more more money into it, which they are right now. But I'm just saying that, you know, Marvel could look at this and say, hey, why don't we just get you know, a TV show going here where we could throw a lot of money into it and do a five-year TV show with some, you know, smaller group of uh, heroes. I, I have a question. So um, it's it's going to blend in with this. So with the contract deal, they are guaranteed five seasons. So do you think with the amount of money they're spending, they're in some way over do you think they'll be able to do it in five seasons because you know you could have this huge deal and maybe the first two seasons because they started out with one season and then they bought into a second season and it ended up with five seasons so if they do first season which i think they're going to be good and it also i guess it depends on how many episodes per season do you think they might be overstepping ordering that many? Like, do you feel like they can guarantee us I, I, five I think it was part of the seasons? Deal, I, I think it was a part of the deal with New Zealand. They're like, hey, you got to spend five years here and invest five years with the money if you want that sort of tax deferral, mm-hmm. right, from the government. So I think there was a deal that they, they stroke. And I think they're pretty confident this will last five years because there's so much, like Dee pointed out, there's so much story to tell. Yeah, right? there's such a huge gap of 
uh, years there that they could really, they can even fast forward 50 years in the show, you know, every season go 50 years or whatever it is, and still have tons of room to talk more stories. Uh, I'm not familiar with that age of the second age. I'm not familiar, but I'm excited because I was a huge Lord of the Rings fan. You know, I watched all of the movies when it came out. I had the figures and everything. I had a huge Lord of the Rings collection. So I, I'm excited for it for personally because it's right up my wheelhouse. I, I love that kind of stuff. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I just feel that this is going to set precedent for a lot of companies to say, yeah, you know, we could spend this money, much money. I mean, this is Amazon, though. Amazon has, you know, endless amount of money, right? $465 million is nothing to Jeff Bezos. Right, but this is like this is huge in terms of the the landscape changing in TV show budgets. You know where we were getting minuscule amounts of budget. I mean, you look at TV shows like CW does for like The Flash. You know what is that like a twenty million dollar budget, thirty million dollars for the entire season max? Right, they have, they can only do like CG effects for like one or two episodes. Right, <laughs> yeah. so I just think that yeah, this is a you know, this is huge for TV shows. And let's see what happens, what the other big boys do in terms of responding to this. Because you bet they are looking at other, you know, mythological shows um, and looking to see if they can do some big shows like that. So, yeah, there's going to be some. Like, for example, I was very disappointed with Short, Sword of Shannara, which is a book that I've read. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. But uh, it's a big, big trilogy. It's got tons of stories. I think there's like 10 books in all oh, into wow. this thing. And it's very similar to Lord of the Rings. But it takes place in the future where, you know, mankind basically turns in on itself and everything's kind of falling apart. And, um, yeah, it's it's a really cool read if anyone's interested in reading this kind of mythological stuff. But they did, a, they did injustice to it by putting it with MTV as a show and the budget was so small and it just became so bad it it crashed and burned within a year or two with that but maybe some of these companies like hbo max or somebody will take up this in a year or two and say hey let's give it the proper budget it needs to flourish but uh you're gonna see more of this stuff i think in my opinion you're gonna see some netflix deals happening with this kind of genre if, if this show is successful mm -hmm. it's a copycat system right so yeah. Um, anything else you guys want to add to this? Any opinions? Any questions? Mm. Not. It's too soon to tell. So. Yeah. yeah it's it's really it's really aged. I mean, when the first trailer drops, we'll kind of have an idea. They don't even have a date back. yet. Yeah. Exactly. There's a lot of work to be done on this right now, from what I hear. But uh, yeah, definitely interesting to see this much money being spent. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nobody's broke. <laughs> nobody's broke. People got money. <laughs> what pandemic? Pandemic? Come on. They made more money at Amazon in this pandemic than anybody else, I think. Because everyone was shopping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drop it to my house. I had a couple packages dropped today. But, uh, all right, yeah, okay. So, yeah, Amazon, Lord of the Rings, Second Age of Middle Earth coming soon. And be sh you'll be sure to hear from us about that once it drops. All right, okay. Um, our next topic is PlayStation 5 versus Xbox Series X. There's a fanboys on both sides sharpening up their swords and getting ready to slaughter us if they don't like what they hear from us. But we wanted to kind of give us, uh, give you guys sort of a, um, 
a five month, six month look into what we think of these consoles and which one should you actually think of investing if you want to, you know, look at getting one of these. So D, you know, why don't you, you know, give us a little background on the pricing and which one do you think you kind of want to lean towards? I know you own one of them. Yeah, I own a PS5. Uh, I have nothing against Xbox. But going into this, uh, what do we have here? Like Xbox, the one terabyte hard drive was four ninety nine, whereas PS five was five ninety nine, I believe. Or this no, is American sorry, dollars, six forty nine right? after everything, and then oh, are you talking about Canadian dollars or American this is dollars? this is Canadian? Unfortunately, I know you guys are. <laughs> we have some American yeah, viewers here, but yeah, we're Canadians. So I'm basing this all in Canadian funds. Okay, so Xbox is sorry, how much? Five ninety nine Canadian yeah. Xbox Series yeah. X, which is a top tier one. And then you have PlayStation Five, which is what six forty nine. You said six forty nine. Yeah. So there's and a I know they both have difference. their uh, they both have their like digital versions, but for me, I personally wanted the disc drive in mine. I can yeah. tell you why I prefer the PS5. I just always have. Uh, Xbox is like solid console. Like I have nothing against it at all. But I do love Sony exclusives. So I don't know if you want me to share my thoughts after having it this whole time now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, share your thoughts. I mean, if you had both of them in front of you, would you kind of be inclined to pick one over the other? Or what, what do you think? Like you have a PS5, so you might be skewed on your opinions there. No, I'm going to be truthfully honest here. Like, what am I playing right now? PS4 games still. Like, <laughs> that's just... <laughs> like, Miles Morales came out, beat that. Uh, there's some... I have uh, Yakuza came out. But these are all... The games that I'm playing now are also on PS4. That doesn't mean I hate the console. Like, I knew what I was getting into. Normally, I wait and I let the first wave go out and i let people buy it and test it out see if there's any bugs wait till there's more games but for the sake of just curiosity i was like okay let me just be a day one buyer let me see how this plays out i'm not jaded in any way it doesn't bother me i knew what i was getting into i just don't have anything else to play right now and i'm okay with that there are some exclusives coming out there's a game called death loop i'm really excited for ratchet and clank horizon like i'm super stoked for all of these so i know what i'm getting and I know the PS5 is still super hard to get right now. And I'd be pretty upset if when those games came out, there still wasn't any product for me to buy. Like, I couldn't just go get a console and I'm just sitting there waiting. I'd be pretty upset. So, I secured one. I'm happy. In regards to the Xbox, I got my uncle one. And I feel like the Game Pass is superior. Uh, overall, the console didn't make me hate PS5 in any way. I'd be I'd be fine owning an Xbox, but I, like you said, I might be biased. But at the same time, I just laid it out there. I'm not playing anything on my PS5, so how biased yeah. can I be? <laughs> That's just how it is. <laughs> what about you? What are you what are, What are you playing on? I'll, I'll give you my opinion. Uh, we'll we'll kind of skip Chris here because mm-hmm. Chris doesn't own either one of them. But what we want Chris to do is hear both of our thoughts and opinions, and then. Chris, you would be put on the spot, and if you had to pick one of them, which would you pick? So we'll give you, Dee's giving you information on both. I'll kind of add to that, and then you can decide for us uh, which one would you pick based on what we're saying. Okay. Uh, PS5, 
I own one as well. Um, I do have a lot of places uh, sort of put my name in the hat there for them to call me back if they have an Xbox Series X. I didn't think that it would sell that much, to be honest with you, Xbox. And my reason for that is not because I don't like Xbox. I am um, a PS fanboy in a, in a way. I mean, I do own multiple consoles I've always had. Um, so I own a Nintendo Switch, you know, which I love too. But I thought Xbox was kind of cannibalizing itself because their games can be played on PC as well. And I own a gaming PC, so for me, when the both were coming out, I'm like, well, I would get the PS5 because obviously for exclusives, I have to have a PS5 to play it. And I love Sony's exclusives, you know, Naughty Dog, uh, Insomniac Games, you know, Spider-Man, like you mentioned. They have so you know, uh, so many cool, uh, you know, first bar exclusives that you can't get anywhere else. And that's, you know, Sony was smart. They got ahead of the game on this one. Uh, ahead of time and they bought off a lot of studios to do this with xbox game pass i've heard nothing but great things about it i had it last year and wasn't that impressed with it i canceled it a month later because i was like this really doesn't do much but from what i heard a year later now they've made some big strides in bringing some real cool games to people who want to play this uh, multiple games for a really low price i think it's like 16 dollars canadian or something but um yeah I mean, for me, I just thought there was no point in me spending $600 Canadian plus taxes to buy a console where all the games that I want, I can just play on my PC. Um, having said that, though, now I kind of want a standalone console because um, I kind of want to take it to our office, you know, our studio, and then have it there for us to play around with uh, when we, you know, eventually down the road decide to do Twitch and stuff. But I, I thought it would just be a good place, you know, to have. And... I was shocked when I went to all these places. They're still sold out. And a lot of it's probably to do the pandemic where production is slowed down. But I was kind of shocked. I thought I was going to walk into one of these stores and just pick one up. Because I really didn't feel, I didn't hear too much about the hype. Uh, PS5, you hear a lot of hype where people just can't get it. They simply can't get it. So, yeah, it's just... Uh, they're both great consoles. I was surprised to look at when I looked at the specs that the Xbox does have better specs than the PS5, but not by a lot, and it's not going to make a huge difference in gameplay. So, with the solid-state uh, system that's built into the PS5, games load up so quick, um, which doesn't really make a difference in terms of if you have a whole bunch of power. Because what, one of the main things we want is our games to load up quick and not sit there with this loading bar, you <laughs> yeah. know, with the elevator music playing in the background. But And I've also heard that Sony is working on possibly doing something that rivals the, uh, the game uh, pass or whatever Xbox has. So if that comes into fruition too, that's going to be a huge blow to Xbox because right now that's the only thing that's really attracting a lot of people to them. Um, I'm not a huge Halo fan. So that does nothing for me. If they announce five Halo games, it does nothing for me. Um, other than that, I mean, they have bought Bethesda games. You know, Fallout, another game I could care less about. Great game for a lot of people, a huge fan base. But for me, I have zero interest in that game. So for me, when I look at the games that I'm interested in, they all happen to be on PS5. So there was zero reason for me to buy an Xbox. But like I said... Having said that, it would be nice to have one with Game Pass built in at the office, and I might dabble in it. Who knows? There's some indie games I might play. But, yeah, 
that's my take on it. I right now would prefer PS5 over an Xbox if I was to get it today, if, if I had to choose one. Um, Chris, having you know, you've heard us talk about both, giving yeah. our uh, giving our opinions on both. If you were to, you know, if you had a, both of them in front of you and we asked you to pick one, which one would you sort of kind of incline to pick one? So, probably because I'm biased to it because I've had it for uh, quite some time. You're biased too. <laughs> yeah, I hate to say it. I'm a Sony guy. Um, oh, you know, I man. did. I did have an Xbox back in the day, and I did not like the controller. You know, I know that oh, was wow. the first edition, and they adapted it, and it's smaller. Yeah. But I did not like the controller, and it seemed like when. Uh, the Xbox came out and then it was PlayStation 2. You know, it really felt like they were both gaming systems, yes, but yeah. Xbox seemed like it was tailored more to like first person shooters and uh, sports games. And Sony was very adventurous games. I love adventurous games. You know, it was only recently in 2019, which when you say it out loud, it sounds like a long time ago that I updated to PS4. Um, <laughs> and right now, I only play DC Universe Online. I know I've said it many times before. I like it because it's like, go at your own pace. You can choose what you want to do. I still have my PS3 because I still have uh, a few games that I love to go back and play. I even have a PS2. Surprise, surprise, yes. Wow. I have a PS2, wow. 3, and 4. And uh, that's, that's dedication there. <laughs> wow. Uh, like, my favorite game for PlayStation uh, 3 is when uh, they redid the Tomb Raider series. They took the very first one, Triangle Boobs, and gave her, <laughs> like, updated current rendering and everything. And uh better like it was the same storyline and i loved that storyline tomb raider amazing and then once the other ones came out they connected it so then it was um oh my god tomb raider oh why can't i think of it now but i got do you, do you know the do you do you did you play the very the newest ones that came out i have the updated graphics i Those haven't played cool. I I was thinking about it, but I just didn't get around to it. I don't know. I okay. I really loved because I have the Tomb Raider trilogy, so it comes with the three major story arcs that link it together. Um, Underworld yeah. was just amazing. You know, I get that the new Tomb Raider games they look amazing. Don't get me wrong, but I kind of like that whole fantasy action where the newer Tomb Raiders is more realistic and it's awesome. Yeah, very, very uh, dirty, grimy, you know, in your face injuries and blood and all that stuff. Yeah, very realistic. Yes. Yeah, and uh, I still have Heavenly Sword. I really love going back to playing that game. Have you guys played it before? Yeah, I remember that. I, that was no. like their selling point. <sighs> It, it's so worth it <laughs> and uh but the thing that i like about playstation having a playstation 4 is the ps store you know i love going on there they do have some amazing deals and they also have yeah. games that you cannot play on the ps4 that you can download so you know it's not 
PS4 isn't backwards compatible, so I also love the Saints Row games. And uh, Saints oh, Row... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the weapons you can have in there. Um, but uh, they did Saints Row 4 for the PS4, so I think I got it for like four ninety nine, and I'm like, heck yeah, you know? Yeah, why um, not? Yeah. <laughs> but what, I, what it comes down to, I'm not saying i would never get an xbox i feel like you know with what we've grown up to love you know it's just personal choice there's no wrong choice you're everyone's gonna find a pro and con about it there's always going to be benefits to sony there's always going to be benefits to xbox it's just what you love you know yeah it's it's funny you say that because um you know when i was growing up ps you know playstation was it because that was the number one thing for me but uh my you know younger family members like my cousins who are a little bit younger than me um by when i say little by 10 years younger than me uh they they were xbox fans because xbox was really hyped up at their you know at their age when they were getting into video games it was huge. Xbox was bringing in star celebrities and all this. Halo was massive. Mm-hmm. Years of War was huge. And, you know, so Xbox was it for them. And then, you know, Xbox was the first, you know, system to go online gaming with proper, you know, connectivity for a game chat, right? Sony was so behind on that. Sony took a while to get going with the PSN. But Xbox, you know, they had this amazing online system where you could chat with your friends and play. And I think that really pulled in a lot of gamers because this was so cool that you could just sit in your home and talk with your friends and, you know, play for hours, right? Yeah. So it depends, yeah, like you said, if you grew up with it or not. But uh, we'll see in six months. We'll visit a a year from now. Let's see what's going on, what strides that both of these companies have made. Maybe they'll make another version by then. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a (laughs) slim version of PS5. They do it every cycle. Oh, yeah. So... It's just only a matter of time uh, they do one. But, yeah, definitely like to see how this plays out, both of these companies down the road. Um, yeah, so I think that kind of, unless you guys have anything else to say, it kind of wraps up our episode today. I will say you guys want to <laughs> I will say one final thing I forgot to say, talking about PlayStation and, you know, the trials and tribulations of trying to find either system right now. As a Marvel Legends collector, I know how hard it is sometimes to find something and the anxiety and uh, anger that you feel that you can't get it. I'm so glad (laughs) this is one thing. (laughs) I'm so glad this is one thing I can step back and be like, I don't have to worry about getting it. Yeah, that's my final thought. I'm like, I'm not out there. I'm not angry because I don't have a PS5 yet. And yeah, it's yeah. it's a little bit of a lighter load. Hopefully, hopefully that changes very soon when production kicks in. But you know, Sony's promised there's going to be a bunch of it uh, coming this summer. They said, yeah. So just in time for all the kiddies to get out of school and just sit at home instead of enjoying the sunshine. <laughs> but with this pandemic, you know, I guess being staying at home is probably the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. But, uh, all right, okay, yeah, that wraps up our show, folks. Uh, so, yeah, wherever you are in this, the world uh, the, or the universe, have yourself a good morning, a good day, and a good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Good night. Uh, PlayStation <laughs> rocks. PlayStation rocks.